Before we continue, with Wild Tactic Rebels, we try to bring you content that provides both noteworthy and uncommon tactics, as well as content that you can start applying to your life to help bring you prosperity. But Rebels, we need your help to continue to improve. Help us by going to your preferred listening medium, whatever that is you're listening on right now, and rate and review our show. Let us know what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and also, uh, if there's anything you found resonating with you about this particular episode, let us know that as well. Welcome to another discussion with Wealth Tactic Rebels, the podcast for people who see things differently. I'm your host, Kevin Dumont. I've been seeing things differently well field for about 15 plus years now. Joined today by our fantastic co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you today? Hey there, Kevin. I'm just great. Thank you for asking. How are you today? We're doing all right. We're weathering the storm. Brian and I are both weathering the storm, I think. Is Am I correct, Brian? <laughs> I would say so, yes. All right. um, we're good. We're good. All right. Well, you know, we're in separate locations, as many people are these days with the pandemic and everything. Many of you rebels may be experiencing as well. So today, Brian and I are going to talk a little bit about something that is very important for everything, and that's your retirement, specifically empowering your retirement. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk for a moment about the position of our economy during the time of this recording, which is early June of 2020. Specifically, we want to talk about jobs. And you know, we're starting to see that the curves from the COVID-19 pandemic have begun to flatten quite a bit, and places have started to reopen across the country reopening some of the uh, economy. And we can see some good news of, as a result of this in the fact that about 2.5 million new jobs were added in May. That's according to the Department of Labor Bureau of Statistics. However, the unemployment rate is still at 14.7%. And there are some sources, such as an article in Forbes on June 8th, that there is an error in those calculations and that the true rate is actually something closer to 20%. But even, you know, those mind-boggling high unemployment rates, we're looking at, at the time of this recording, roughly 42 million people plus and counting that have lost their jobs because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, to add to that, there's talk that there are many small businesses that had those loans that they got, which are forgivable. The key to it being forgivable is that they have to maintain their employees, and that's for a specific period of time. But once that period of time is up, what we're hearing is that a lot of these jobs may then be uh, laying some of their employees off that they kept during that period of time. So there could be another wave of unemployment coming in addition to what we've already had and continue to see. So what does this all mean to you, our rebels? Well, many of you may be finding yourself or someone you know as one of the unfortunate unemployed or potentially fortunate, if depending on your point of view, <laughs> uh, but all, all as a result of this pandemic. Now, you may have left or will be leaving uh, completely and unprepared with this sudden life-altering situation, and, and you're just left there shrugging your shoulders thinking, hey, what now? Well, you know, we can't answer that question for you, but today we are going to discuss tactics to help you better understand your financial position what steps to take next, and some advice to help you through this difficult time. Now, we have our, our, our own personal stories of, of things that we've experienced with ourselves, families, and friends. I'm sure you rebels have many experiences as well and stories, probably some similar to what we have. So we're going to start talking a little bit about a story that, that we have regarding this. Bri, why don't you uh, talk to our rebels about, uh, about our story? 
Yes, Kev, of course. So I was chatting with a cousin of mine just a few days ago, and she was saying that in her family, some of her family members work for a large aerospace manufacturer locally, and that they went in to work on a Thursday, and a friend of theirs had a job, had no plans to leave or retire or anything, and was called into HR. Hour later, came out with a retirement package, severance package they offered him, and he was gone, literally. That's yeah, just it. like that. That's just instantly, basically, with no plan, no forethought. I mean, I guess it must have been a good offer. <laughs> it must have been, but. It must have been a good offer. But, you know, still, even so, whether they offered him severance pay or, you know, plus uh, vacation time and all those things, and maybe even a bonus or a contribution to his retirement plan that year. Right. Nonetheless, you know, he wasn't prepared for that. No yeah. warning. No warning. Right. And, and and that's what we're seeing happening. There's there's no time. You don't have time for uh, um, financial counseling, for instance, from companies who sometimes provide that for their employees who are going to be facing, you know, uh, retirement or such. It's just, boom, here it goes. Drop it in your lap. And now you're yeah. just back to that situation of shrugging your shoulders of now what? That's exactly right. I mean, they the company, of course, just wants to get it over with so they can, you know, predict their cash flow going forward. Right. But the person who had to leave now missed some of the steps that might have been taken if it had been a more planned kind of approach over time. Financial counseling, like you just said, mm. is certainly one of the things that has been skipped in the rush to get these people out the door. Right. And to add to that, too, is, is the fact that you know, some people may have gone into this thinking, oh, you know what, my my sector, my uh, where I work, what the field I work in will be okay. We're not going to, this is not going to affect us. But in fact, what we're seeing is many, many different sectors, many different types of fields in some way are impacted by this. Well, you know, as I talk to people and clients and so on, what I'm finding is that it's kind of, it's almost across the board with a few exceptions. Right. An exception like Amazon, for instance, where they're hiring, but most everybody else, architectural firms, airlines, anyone related to entertainment, even some law firms, you know, professionals uh, are having to cut back in many sectors. And so, you know, rebels, what that means, of course, is that either you or someone you know or care about is completely unprepared for this. Right. Not something you plan. I mean, <laughs> however... <laughs> Many people going to retirement might have at least some plan, but a lot of the people that this is affecting that may be going into an early retirement or just losing their jobs altogether, you know, they're younger, they're not there yet, and it's just human nature. You know, retirement's a ways off. I can think about this later. I can plan about it later. I have plenty of time. Right now, I'm going to focus on my vacation to, I don't know, Tahiti or whatever it is we're talking about, you know? Well, as we know, statistics show that people spend more time planning their annual vacation than they do their retirement. Right. Sad truth. It is. And now people are stuck, unprepared. Well, here's the thing. Right now, if I can just interject, Kev. Sure. They're not planning their annual vacation because there's nowhere to go. So, it's hey, hard. why not it's put hard. the time into planning your retirement? <laughs> Probably, especially if you just kind of got stuck with it and now you are doing an afterthought planning. But, hey, you, you know, it's not too late. There's There are still things that can be done. So. Right. What? Let's let's. I think that brings us into our next part. How can you empower your retirement? What can our rebels do? So empowering your retirement is something like 
you know, working on your golf swing, right? It's right. not just going out and hitting the ball and hoping for the best. You kind of work on that swing right. with a professional usually that can see what you're doing and uses tools to help guide you mm -hmm. to adjust the, your grip, adjust your stance, et cetera, right? Right. It's the same thing with retirement. It's There's a lot of pieces, a lot of elements to it. Mm -hmm. And you're not ready for retirement just be, if you've never thought about it, right? Right, of course. Um, you're not ready to play your best game of golf if you never thought about it. There's another little story I like to tell people when they come in to visit me, and that is, let's suppose, you know, this is spring. This is when people plant gardens. Maybe some of you rebels out there are planting a garden or planting one. If you plant some tomato springs, you know, some tomato plants right now in, say, May or June, and then you leave them there and you don't do anything with them, and then you go back in August expecting some tomatoes. How many tomatoes are you going to get? Well, probably not too much there. I mean, whatever the plant happened to do. Yeah. By contrast, if you know you planted those tomatoes now and then every few days or every day, if you like, you're right. able to go out there, tend the garden, pull off the extra branches. Well, I understand they do in tomatoes, weed them, feed them, water them you know, give them all the TLC that they need. Now you're going to get a big basket of juicy, plump, ripe tomatoes, right? Right, of and course. Thing with our retirement, if you want a good, healthy, plump, juicy retirement, so to without speak. Without the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> without the weeds, you got to tend to it, right? right? Not forever, maybe, especially up front. Up front is where it counts the most. Yeah, right now is where it counts the most. Because it's all over time. So, you know, your money over time makes a large difference. And we talk about this a lot in Wealthetic Rebels, the concept of, of opportunity cost. So the longer you wait, the more the opportunity cost is for you. And if, if you're just joining us for the first time, Rebels, opportunity cost is simply if you have a dollar, when you lose that dollar, you're not only losing that dollar, but everything that dollar could have earned for you, which is a far larger number. So timely planning. What else could they do? So, okay, I know I've got to do something. I want to do something. Where do I begin? Yeah, so laying the foundation means don't leave your money unattended, right? right? If you have a 401k or an ESOP, an employee retirement plan right. that is sitting now at your former employer, that's like leaving your tomatoes unattended, right? Right, How much right, right, right. Grow if nobody's watching it. Uh, or taking care of it with you or for you. So what can you do? Well, you can, mm -hmm. of course, um, hire a qualified advisor to work with you, right. to grow those tomatoes, to grow those assets. Um, and that's certainly part of laying the foundation. Right. Now, what does the advisor do? Well, they help you, for instance, identify what your goals are, what your time horizon is, what your risk tolerance is, and look at your savings and investments to make sure that you can ultimately maintain your current standard of living off throughout your retirement. Right, right. And I think the, the benefit there is, you know, we live in a bit of a, a DIY society nowadays since the invention of, of YouTube and everything. People just, how do I do this? Well, I'll go on and, and look up, uh, oh, this is how I cook this. This is how I prepare my tomatoes, <laughs> right? But there is an advantage to having a qualified advisor because this is what they do. 
think about this for a second, Rebels. Whatever, I mean, whatever you've been doing for, for a living up to this point, uh, if, if I, as your host, was to join you in doing this, follow you around for a day, do you think that I might learn something different about what you do that I, I never knew before? Probably a fair enough assumption, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So the same thing goes the other way around. When you're looking at our profession in, in the financial world or another qualified advisor, this is what they do every day. There's a good chance that you know they know something that you don't know or YouTube doesn't know. Uh, and that can be invaluable because they can find something that you may have overlooked that could cost you or save you, depending on the way that you go with this, thousands of dollars, maybe tens of thousands. You know, Kevin, part of it, as you talk, it reminds me that part of it is the way you look at it, right? Right. And one of the ways we look at it is that we help people answer four questions initially. And uh, that is, number one, what rate of return do you need to make your money last? Hmm. Now, right. that might sound like a really simple, straightforward calculation, but there's a lot of factors that can go into that. There's True. tax assumptions. There's rates of return, there's sequence of returns, right? Mm -hmm. So if right now, if you are retiring into a huge recession, that makes a big difference on how long your assets will last going sure. forward, especially if you immediately start withdrawing or taking distributions from those assets. Mm -hmm. So that rate of return is gonna be difficult to calculate because it's not just an average. Right. There's a lot of other factors in real life, you don't just get 7%. Right. You get sure. minus 40 plus 20, five and so on. And all those sequences make a big difference in the rate overall that you're going to need. Right. 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 Secondly, how much more do you need to save? Now, if you're fortunate and this is only a few people that I see that come into my office in this position who have saved enough that they can comfortably get through retirement survive the shell shock of a year like this where there's recession and we don't know exactly what's going to happen next right and unplanned things like losing your job three years or too early or something right um so how much more do you need to save if anything right right true uh, for most people we do need to save more third question is will you need to go back to work that's the question of how long do i need to work Mm -hmm. Do I need to work anymore? Maybe two years more, maybe mm -hmm. five years more. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't need to work more. Maybe I need to work every year. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, Especially if I you have a high standard of living. <laughs> you know, what happened in 2008's recession was that people were retiring or just about ready to retire. And at that time, when the markets fell, they ended up having to work and go back to work for a long time. Yep. Right. To make up right. for that loss. Right. The markets have bounced back right now. We don't know if that's going to stay. True. Typically in a recession, we have a second drop. Could it happen? It certainly could happen if we have a second wave. Right. Right. So you I need to go back to work. There's a lot of variables and a qualified advisor can help you model those different scenarios. Yeah. Right. And fourthly, could spending less get you through retirement? Right. Right. Now, we have a whole episode on this and these four questions, retirement ready or not, one of our earlier episodes in Wealth Tax Rebels, and it goes into more details and gives you some actual examples of numbers. We're not going to go into some numbers today, but for sure, these are things that 
you got to look at. Otherwise, how would you know? How, exactly. Right? How would you know? How would you know? You know, especially, uh, especially depending on what your lifestyle is, you know, uh, if you have a significant other that likes to shop, for instance, <laughs> when they have, when you're retired and you have more time for shopping, what do you think they're going to do? <laughs> I don't know many people that spend less in their first year of retirement. You know, and that's, that's another good point too. Uh, a lot of people assume that, hey, when I'm retired, I need less money because I'm going to have less life. And the reality is that what we have found is pretty much everyone that we've known that's gone into retirement, because they have more time on their hands, they start thinking about what they want to do and they start doing all the things that they ever wanted to do when they didn't have time to do it while they were still working. And well, activity tends to cost money. So yes, it, does. it does. It certainly does. And more lifestyle, more money. And these again, all going to factor into those four questions that we were talking about. So Kevin, the next thing I'd like to mention is that you know, once you have your foundation laid, right. or even during while you're working on that foundation, there right. are some other elements that I might mention that are not financially related necessarily, but they can impact off obviously your retirement. So sure. you know, structuring your time is an important element. Uh, suddenly you have lots of time. You might think that, or some people tell me that, you know, they couldn't wait to get retired so they'd have the time they wanted. But in fact, pretty quickly, you know, playing a game of golf every day becomes a little routine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, not necessarily as exciting as they thought it would be. So um, there's some other things. For instance, maybe you're someone who likes to read and you can read a certain amount every day. Or maybe you're someone who likes to meditate or reflect. You can incorporate that into your daily practice that you couldn't before because you just had to rush out the door for work and work for 12 hours. But now you can do those kinds of things and make that part of your structured time. Exercise, yeah. good nutrition, you know, periods when you're doing some kind of project or work, right? right. Work in quotes, maybe it's not something you're being paid for. It could be philanthropic type of work, for instance, right. uh, or part-time work but it's still a work period, let's call it. And then there's social time. And yeah. today, social time might look a little different than we're used to, <laughs> but eventually we'll get back to a more normal social time and that can be part of your structure. And yeah. good sleep habits, of course. Suddenly, you know, you think, well, I don't have to get up tomorrow. Maybe I'll stay up till three or 4 a.m. watching movies. Again, how long is that gonna be sustainable? Probably not through your entire retirement, right? Unless you're just one of these guys who's, you know, a nighthawk instead of a um, an early bird. Uh, it, that does uh, happen. <laughs> structure. Yeah. And then, you know, there's other elements that you can work in. Obviously, maybe family time can be structured, vacation time. All of those things can be built in to the larger calendar. Yeah. I, and I think that's it's a good point. Those are all very important things that, that people may overlook uh, when you're thinking and planning for your retirement. Or even just kind of an interim, maybe you're going back to work or your friend's going back to work. But if, if they have some sort of structure to the day, it helps keep them going, keeps their minds going, keeps them busy, gives them a purpose, helps improve their mood, helps improve their relationships. Everything affects, it's, it's a big circle. We talk about circle of wealth, all of it is a circle. So it's all interconnected, it's all important. Before we, we close, let's touch again a little bit. We, we already talked about qualified advisors. So maybe our some of our listeners are in this situation or going to be in this situation or they know someone who is. How 
they, they may be thinking to themselves, okay, I, you know, I would like to talk to someone, but I don't know who, I don't know how to find them. What do I do? That's a great question, Kevin. And, uh, you know, one of the strange things about the world of finances, and most people don't know this, but because of some of the FINRA rules, which is one of the regulator bodies, government, quasi-government bodies that we have to fall in line with, right. is that testimonials, right, are not allowed. And the testimonial is like, if you're my client, uh, you can't uh, go on to my website and quote, oh, Brian did such a great job for me. I loved what he did. I made a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can't do that. And so it's not like you can go online and find a place where you can find a lot about an advisor from that perspective, from other clients' perspectives. It's not allowed. Right. So if it is out there, be cautious because it's not supposed to be there and they're not following the rules. Okay. Right. So, exactly. You're not going to go and do it the same type of research that what you might look up if you were going to find a handyman, for instance, right? right. Or uh, a mechanic or something. You're just not going to find those testimonials. So what can you do? Well, what I suggest people do is you actually have an interview. And that might be a virtual interview today. You know, once you have that interview with that person, and you obviously, clearly, you've got to spend a little time to do it. But right. think of it as, you know, you're interviewing them. They're also interviewing you to see if you're a good match. At least they should be. Uh, if they're taking anybody that comes in the door, then that's another issue, right? That's another problem. <laughs> but if it's a true interview, by the end of that interview, the question is really to ask yourself, did they understand me, who I am? Or did they just talk investment jargon the whole time at me? right? To try right. to impress me with everything they knew. If they just tried to impress me with everything they knew and threw a bunch of jargon at me, that probably isn't going to sit so well. So did they understand you, right? Yeah. Another way to look at it is to say to yourself, okay, at the end of this meeting, this interview with this person, this advisor, how do you feel? You immediately, something will come to mind. Like I feel understood. I feel better. I feel more confident. Like I now have a direction and I know that this person, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to put myself in competent hands. If that is the feeling the, that you have kind of in your gut at the end of that conversation, that interview, that's probably a good direction to go, right? right. It's not just about credentials and how much money he's managing mm -hmm. or how many clients she has those are incidental. Ultimately, you've got to be on an emotional level sure that this is the right person that you're placing yourself in. Right. That makes it, it, that makes sense because you're going to have a relationship with them, or at least you should. You should be. It, it shouldn't be just transactional. I mean, some people want that. Don't get me wrong. But if you're planning for one of the most important parts of your life, which is your retirement, and that's a long period of time, that should be more relationship-based. So it makes sense to think, hey, does this person understand what I want? And do I get along with them? <laughs> you know? And I know from experience, and Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes, you know, when we work with clients, when we work with people, sometimes we kind of become friends. Well, look, there are a few things more personal than your money, right? I mean, it's so personal that for many people, 
we don't even talk with our own family members about our finances. It's true. So you're going to talk very much in depth and open up to this advisor about all the details of your finances. You better have a, a, a solid relationship there to do that with. At least that's what I believe. Right, right. That's my that's what my clients, that's what the people who work with me are looking for. Right, yeah. right. Do you have any suggestions for our rebels on on kind of, you know, what can they be thinking, where can they be going, ideas of questions or whatever that they could they could bring with them when they're interviewing their possible professional? Uh, so we use a process called the 10 questions that we walk people through in an initial interview choose uh, an advisor and for me to choose a client, right? Right. Those begin with looking for someone's experience. What is your experience, uh, both good and bad, preparing for your financial future? And then I also look at, of course, where you are currently. What are some of the things you have done or are doing currently? And then finally, where do you want to go? Like ultimately, what's your biggest concern and where do you want your retirement or what do you want your financial, uh, your life picture really to look like going forward. And once we have all of that, and that that takes some time to answer those questions honestly and deeply and fully, talking, that can take, you know, a half an hour to an hour, depending on the complexity of the situation. Right. If that advisor is not willing to go to that length with you, how much are they going to really understand about you? right? Because products, financial products are like clubs. There's lots of them out there. And some of them look shiny and new. And somebody might say to you, hey, I've got this great financial club, it's gonna get you the highest rate of return. Not about highest rate of return. It's about, as I tell people, we believe that you have more to gain by preventing losses and by chasing return, especially when it comes to retirement, even more especially if you are in early retirement, somebody who's just starting out because unexpectedly now you're in retirement, right? Right. True. So uh, in, in Rebels, you know, you're always welcome to reach out to us. If you have any questions, um, let us know whatever you're listening on today, whether it's on iTunes or uh, you've been to our website, drop us a line. Let us know what you found today to be helpful for you or you think would be helpful for your friends Appreciate the help from you. That it always helps us in uh, doing a better job for you. Brian, thank you for joining us today. Uh, appreciate your time and as always in our discussions. My pleasure, Kevin. Good to be here. And Wealth Tactic Rebels, you know, I know it's uh, it's been a long road for all of us getting through everything going on right now, but uh, hang in there. Uh, we're here for you. Brian and I, uh, we wish you health and we all wish you a fantastic day. This presentation is intended as informational only. Information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, 
risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.